Hey guys, welcome to the audio version of the We Transform show. If you wish to see the video of this episode, do click the YouTube link in the description here. Perhaps it's their insecurities and people tend to do silly things when they're insecure. Yeah. So I would forego that. And and my dad used to tell me this, you know, people can only give you what they have. You yeah. need to give what you have. And I have a lot of love. I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of happiness. I just wanted to spread that. Hey guys, welcome to the We Transform show. This is the show where we call real life transformers and know their story in the first person. Today amongst us is Shikha Verma. She has started her journey from the humble beginnings in Lucknow and started her career from the BPO industry. From that, she switched to training and then moved to learning and development. She has given her life to learning and development and she is a LinkedIn influencer. Let us know more about from Shikha herself. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Shikha Verma. Shikha, welcome here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Alok. Thank you for having me on this conversation. I'm really happy and delighted that you joined me today. Uh, you know, uh, we, uh, I know you have a very, very busy schedule and I was really following up with you so that you can kind of uh, make this, uh, you know, time available. And it is great to see you here. So guys, let me tell you, uh, I know Shikha from LinkedIn and before that also, uh, Shikha was a customer to my previous company. We used to work together. She was in Yamaha and we'll definitely talk about all of that. But one day I learned that Shikha was a trainer probably my trainer in one of my very, very early jobs some 16 years back. And we will talk about that as well. But there's a long connection. There is a lot to know from her about her journey. So let me ask you, Shikha, how it started and how you landed in the BPO in the first place. Thank you for asking that question. Uh, I'm feeling so nostalgic answering this. <laughs> you know, okay. uh, being a small town girl uh, raised in a doctor's family, uh, we have four siblings and uh, I kind of realized that my father was going through a real tough time and financially he was looking for some support. My brother apparently is the youngest one in the family. So I kind of took charge and uh, took that responsibility on my shoulders because I had just completed my post-graduation. I mm -hmm. thought I'll quickly get a job for myself and at least, you know, be financially completely independent. So the commitment was that uh, I will never look back and ask for even a penny from my uh, no dad mm -hmm. uh, and 5000 is the amount that i took from him uh, got a job in the bpo at that time it was uh, picking up quite a lot uh, mm -hmm. and i never turned back i moved to delhi at a, at a time when i really wanted to enjoy the phase of you know my elder sister was on her family way she was just about to deliver so within mm -hmm. the next 10 days she delivered a baby but i missed that opportunity of being around her so oh. but that you know, you know that moment that commitment of never going back to my father to ask for money it made me feel doubly uh, responsible. So uh, I think the career in the BPO world just started just like that. <laughs> uh, but I knew that there was more to me and uh, there was more I could do. So, yeah, it That's was interesting it to get into. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Shikha, I can't relate so well with this. And I know I normally find so many things which are so common between us. Now, this is one which you don't know. When I came to Delhi in 2001, I was still studying, you know, I was doing my BCA, which was correspondence and I was doing some uh, computer course as well. And I used to get 3000 rupees from my mother and every month to kind of run everything. And I always had this constant 
pressure in my mind that I should not ask for money because I knew there is not much left over there in the house in my in Varanasi. I am from Varanasi actually, and uh, I always had this mental stress somewhere that you know I need to do something about it. And I found a job in BPO. I also started started from BPO. My first salary was six thousand rupees, mm-hmm. and I was like elated because it was twice what i was getting from my mom i used to uh, use 3000 rupees for my monthly expenses and i used to send 3000 rupees back to my family and that was like a pride for me so i can really connect to this how much happiness this can bring to you this actually reminds me of something very important uh, alok i remember when i started earning uh, it was meager uh, amount you know just about 8000 bucks mm-hmm. and i used to feel rich you know i used to think that i could buy anything in the world and uh, <laughs> just going going into lashpanagar shopping uh, for 100 rupees or 200 rupees used to make me feel so satisfied yes. i don't think i got that sense of satisfaction till date doing anything else yeah and the best part was that within the first year of my career i could gift a car to my dad and diamond jewelry to my mother which was one of my promises wow. you know to myself that i should make them feel that you know there's somebody in the family who can take care mm-hmm. uh, and and that was something uh, that was a moment of pride for my family too i think i've never looked back after that day i've slept on the bench uh, over the night uh, mm-hmm. because my landladies were rude they were mean and they were so many challenges i had to come across it was pretty strange you know when you belong to a city like lucknow raised in a very protected environment you really don't know what kind of people are there uh, yeah. when i came to delhi i realized there was such a huge mix and people were rude they were mean they were angry i didn't know why but <laughs> i all i all i could understand was i had to do my bit yes. you know so i i started to cope with it uh, despite mm-hmm. all difficulties never complained my family members never got to know about any challenge i was going through so wow. even if it took me to sleep uh, on a bench in a park overnight uh, mm-hmm. it's only now that they've heard from me on these stories so yeah. i never ever told them the troubles that i was going through that's daring shikha that sleeping on a bench in the night that's daring i have i have lived through my experiences i used to live in lakshminagar changed many houses saw many different kind of landlords and i can completely know what you're talking about uh, when it and when when you are doing night shifts especially oh my god getting that door opened at 4 o'clock in the morning is such a trouble and i have faced that multiple times that happens so shikha with when you were in bpo and i can understand all the processes we go through and all how come training what how this switch happened in your life that again is another story you know uh, mm-hmm. one of the diwali holidays i was traveling to lucknow and my grandmother she very gently asked me you know so what are you doing and mm-hmm. i tried to explain it to her that we are on calls we are helping american clients and stuff and she eventually you know made a statement that okay so you're working in a pco <laughs> <laughs> i was flabbergasted i didn't know what to tell her but it just triggered me to think deeper into what i was doing why i was doing it and is this what i wanted to continue doing hmm. and that trigger made me you know um, out of desperation reach out to my trainer then joe max okay. and okay. i told him i said you know what uh, joe i don't want to continue doing calling uh, so mm-hmm. can you give me a better profile can i become a trainer like you because mm-hmm. i really admired the kind of work he was doing and there's so much value addition that you're able to do as a trainer so uh, i think it was only a matter of months there was an ijp 
I mm-hmm. had to fight my, th- you know, way through it to apply mm-hmm. for it because I had missed mm-hmm. the date. Uh, and he very gently said, sorry, you've missed the DAS date. So apply wow. next time. I said, no, no, there is no next time. Mm. I'm doing this now and you have to make it happen. Mm. I literally pestered him alone. And I went okay. to the extent where he said, can you go and talk to the MD about it? I said, yes, I can. <laughs> I know, so, Joe. <laughs> so he can do that, right? Yes. <laughs> so I, I had, uh, I think Sanjay San, if I'm not wrong, and I walked into his room and I said, sir, I really need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he said that this is process and Shika, you should have applied earlier. I said, it's just that you're going to miss an opportunity to get a real good trainer for your company. <laughs> You know, when I said that, he, he was shocked. He's like, what makes you so confident? I said, you know, I know that I can make a good trailer and I really want Teleperformance to have a good trailer. So mm. please give me a chance. And that was it. I had my chance and I became a trainer then. So Shika, how long in training then? Uh, what? So you were in Teleperformance, then, then you, I think, did some more training. You spent some more years in training. So what was your journey there? I moved from teleperformance quite early. It was just about a Mm. year, I guess. I moved Mm. to Wipro then. So I have had a real long stint with Wipro, you know. So I also had a baby uh, while I was with Wipro. So didn't just learn professionally, but also personally. And I've grown many folds, you know. I could uh, imbibe the leadership traits from my uh, seniors. They were mostly women leaders. So Mm -hmm. I think uh, they've inspired me a lot. And till date, I do a lot of things that they have inculcated uh, in me during those days. Beautiful. So, yeah, so I guess you were in Wipro, uh, you were in Wipro BPO, which is the Wipro Spectra Mind earlier, right? That's where I landed yeah. from teleperformance as well. So, oh my God, this is like going together. So you would not believe I was in Spectra Mind. Our lives have been running parallel. <laughs> Seriously, we, we, we were learning parallel and I, I have not seen you in Wipro. So somehow, you know, maybe the timing was different. So after uh, teleperformance, I joined Wipro BPO. Uh, I was in Dell process. I don't know if you know, it's 238 buildings. Uh, in Okla phase three. I know it so, all. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Uh, maybe we had some, uh, we have, we shared the same cafeteria one day. We never know. It's, it's, the world is round and you know, it's, it's always in circles. So great. Um, so this is like interesting, uh, the, the whole training thing. And uh, so I, my, I have a transition to learning and development much later, but I guess you then switch to learning and development. So uh, how did it happen? And what has made you these, do these transformations, what was making you make these changes, Shikha, in your life? Uh, honestly, when I was doing trainings for a good five uh, odd years with Wipro, I realized uh, the SLD team was doing a lot of uh, good work. You know, they okay. were making changes in the careers of people. They were developing people and mentoring them. And I kind of really liked that kind of work. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was a real value addition to the organization. So mm-hmm. instead of uh, addressing the you know, bottom brass, I wanted to reach out to middle and the top management also. And that Mm -hmm. would have been a progression for me as well, professionally. So Mm -hmm. that was again a struggle. It wasn't something easy. I had to talk it out. I had to ask for it. I had to be stubborn again that, you know, this is something I really, really want to do. Uh, Though my senior back then uh, made a very strong statement. She said, you can't do this, Shikha. It's Mm -hmm. not cut for you. And when she made that statement, Dalo, something happened inside me. I said, I really have to prove her wrong, you know? Mm. And, and for me, the, the major part was that I don't know why people gauge uh, potential basis performance. I think there are two completely different aspects. Mm. 
And that's the day as an L&D person also, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. That, you know, invariably, we don't know when you're judging people and we're trying to put them down. Uh, mm-hmm. But it just didn't upset me. It just triggered me to do more. <laughs> you know, and that's exactly what has been happening in my life throughout. Anything that goes like a criticism or something that puts me down, I channelize that more constructively to do more and become better at whatever I'm doing. So I push myself to learn. I push myself to read more. I push myself to do everything that an L&D person is ought to do. Mm-hmm. And, and trust me, I made a good L&D person. Of so I think <laughs> that's the journey that is there for uh, you know, other people to witness. And Papia herself walked back to me one day after you know, I started managing L&D so well. She said, Shikha, thank you. Uh, you make me proud. So I wow. think that's the best compliment I've ever got. Yeah. It means a lot, Shikha. And then, you know, it's not only us. There's so many people out there who are challenged uh, by people that, you know, we don't think you are good enough for it. We don't think, you know, I don't think that, you know, you should be your cut for it or you are made for this thing. Are you really sure is gonna you're going to succeed or uh, you will face failure? I guess these uh, these things come across to all of us. Uh, either we, there we have two options, either we take it and we really say, okay, let me give some more time to it. Probably I'm not ready yet. Or we just say, okay, really you challenged me. Let me show you what I can do. You know, let me pick it up and do. And you are so sure that you are there to kind of make it happen, that it just happens. It's all in the mind. And that's really great to know. Yeah. But I really have to add Alof, one thing that has Mm. always helped me is that uh, I've tried excellence to be my brand. And, and that's something Oprah Winfrey says beautifully. You know, mm-hmm. let excellence be the brand you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, you know, been able to deliver perhaps because of my faith. Uh, so 17 years back when I came from Lucknow to Delhi, I realized mm-hmm. that it's not an easy world out there. And, yeah. and I needed something to bank on, something that can hold me together, you know, something mm-hmm. that can keep me going. And I thankfully witnessed uh, faith, which has kept me going. So I practice Buddhism. Uh, that has given me a lot of clarity in life. And, mm. and uh, one thing for sure that I started witnessing that people were living in incongruence, which was causing unhappiness, unhappiness mm. for them. Mm. Uh, I was happier. I was far more spirited. I was far more passionate, able to take up challenges, perhaps because I was living a life of congruence, because I was mm. doing what I truly believed in. And that I think is a rarity. Yes, yes. So, I, yeah, you know, you know, in being being spiritual, I personally feel gives you another kind of power. I I don't call myself a very religious person personally. You know, I have always been confused about the religion side of it. That what should I believe and what should I not? Though I go to temple with my mother because she loves it. So uh, when it comes to spirituality, I guess you know I really got my close encounter when I went for. Vipassana meditation for 10 days. Uh, it was, it is inspired by Buddhism only. And you know, when you kind of, and you have to keep quiet for 10 days. So when you do that, uh, you really come in contact with your inner self. You come to see uh, what has happened and what is being, what is happening. So that's when you really connect, you, you reach to that state that you do things which are meaningful. You do things which are important. And you understand what is happening around. You understand as an observer, not as a sufferer. There's so much strength in it, so much strength in meditation. And of course, 
I have so much respect for Buddhism. So all, all those people who are out there who practice it, uh, you are doing great. And those who don't, be curious, try to find out what it is. That's so important. So Shikha, I, I, I see that, you know, you have spent a very significant amount of time in learning and development. And that's when you were in Yamaha. I remember when we kind of, you know, when you became our customer and we did some work together. I, I know you have personally led a lot of trainings in Yamaha as well. Uh, so as an L&D person, what has been your biggest learning and what have been some, some of the highlights of your journey when you were in an L&D role? So I realized, Alok, very early that L&D is more like a frill in the organization. It's seen as an icing and not mm. the backbone. Uh, and mostly the organizations I worked with weren't really evolved with respect to training. You know, they were mm. focusing more on vocational training or just about technical training. And uh, that was a hard space to be in, you know, because I was given a huge responsibility to transform the organization mm -hmm. using employee development. Uh, mm -hmm. Therefore, I had to literally start from the scratch and, mm -hmm. and you know, make the need felt, uh, create processes, uh, structured and streamlined practices across all the, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, offices of Yamaha. So we had three uh, major outlets, one in Faridabad, one in Surajpur and one in Chennai. Mm -hmm. So I was single-handedly uh, taking care of this pan-India role. Uh, mm -hmm. and did a lot of work on setting up processes and training practices, taking it up till automation and establishing complete L&D, uh, you know, right from scratch. So those five years have been very, very fruitful. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to work on some turnkey projects as well. Uh, so worked on their code of ethics, uh, value alignment, uh, you know, creating a culture of safety and security because Porsche was launched uh, around the same time. Okay. So a lot of, uh, you know, OD kind of work also is able to get hands-on. So immense learning, uh, a lot of uh, insights I gained. And yes, I did realize that it's all about partnership. It's all about collaboration. So right. I think as an L&D OD person, uh, you can't work in isolation. You need you your leaders to be champions. Right. And you also need to make things fairly simple and relevant for them. Till the time we don't speak the business language, there is no way they will give you a buy-in. Oh. So I had to get into the skin of the business, you know. Mm. I had to speak their language. I had to use their colloquial terms to yes. get them to, you know, relate to what I was talking. And, and it did work. Every time it worked, wonders. Right. In fact, Shikha, you know, uh, I am into learning and development, uh, the whole facilitation side of it from last nine years. And I have been into a lot of business development meetings. There are many times when the L&D person has said, hey, you know what, we have to get into the business guy because he is going to make the decision. And that's when the whole conversation changes because for them, they don't look at the value you get after a learning and development intervention. They see, you know what, I need to pull somebody from a business for one full day. That's a loss mm. to business. How would we, what is the ROI? And you know, these are the questions that come to so understanding that and speaking up their language is so important. But Shikha, what I have seen is that, uh, you know, when it happens in the right way, there's a lot of impact. That's so very true. And I've, I've gone through umpteen such instances during my career too, Alok. So I can totally resonate to this. Uh, there have also been moments, you know, where uh, I've had leaders walk up to me saying, Shikha, you know, there's nobody who explained it in such a simple way to us. Yeah. You know, what is training? How do you evaluate it? Uh, whether we can compare one to the other, uh, you know, mostly the KPI is something that they would come back to. What's the ROI? Hmm. Uh, please tell me the ROI of this training. 
So I had to give them examples. You know, you can't expect the organization to build muscle with just one meal. Yeah. Uh, it's like basic nutrition. And mm-hmm. when you expect one training to work like wonders for you, it's equivalent to that. So would you have one course and check whether you made muscle or not? Yeah. You can't do that. You really need True. to go to the gym and you need to do it consistently with mm-hmm. the proper diet and discipline. And that's mm-hmm. when you see the results. So yeah. I don't know why mostly training is seen like magic. Mm-hmm. And for some strange reason, uh, leaders come back to the training team asking for uh, immediate impact. Uh, that's really not possible. And the most unfortunate part is um, mostly companies don't want to invest as much. They mm-hmm. see it as a cost. So, mm-hmm. so I would again go back to them saying, you know, it's like I'm the mother in the house. I mm-hmm. get absolutely no ration, but you want the best of all cuisines <laughs> and for me to be the best chef in the world. <laughs> so, so that's not possible. <laughs> right. What example? <laughs> Right, yeah, right. I, I always felt like that helpless mother in the house who wants to feed the best, uh, but I have no ration at all. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get a better way to explain this, of course. So, Shikha, this is like uh, I re- there's there's so much to so much to learn from you in the LND space. But then LND was like going so good. Then how come organizational development OD? And I'm so curious to know about it because. For me, I'm also not very clear about the OD side of it. So how did you make this switch? Another transformation in your journey. Why and what, what, was, the, what was the why behind it? So like I said, I've always uh, you know, been driven uh, out of that desire to do more and create mm-hmm. more value. Mm-hmm. So when I realized being part of organizations that change is something that's inevitable, but uh, there's barely anybody who constantly thinks about change, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think OD is one area that allows you to bring a value addition or change as required by the company. So there are okay. themes, there are focus areas that the leaders have already recognized and identified. Mm-hmm. However, they've not been able to execute it. So those are, thankfully, those are projects that I got for myself and I was able to create that kind of system and process around it. And that's how OD happened to me by virtue of those projects. So I worked with the top management on aligning code of ethics along with, uh, you know, Yamaha. Mm -hmm. Uh, I then worked on creating safe and secure environment, which was then taken only as a compliance requirement. But we Mm -hmm. started working on the culture building part of it. You know, what kind of ecosystem is required? What practices are required? What communication tree is required? What kind of Mm -hmm. touch point is required? Lot of groundwork. Mm-hmm. And we created posters so that there's visibility. Women start to feel more secured. Being a mm-hmm. factory, it's not easy to create this kind of a, a, you know ecosystem. Right. So it took its own. Yeah, we went through certain challenges. We had to educate both men and women so that there's mm-hmm. more sensitivity around. You know, instead yes. of people thinking, uh, why are women being talked of only? Mm-hmm. We started building a broader you know sense to it, and mm-hmm. made it more gender agnostic in terms of our messaging. So I think all of that worked for us and people eventually could appreciate uh, this approach also. Yes, that's beautiful, Shikha. And uh, I know that you have really picked the flag of uh, Posh and uh, that, that side of it as well now. Uh, and uh, you, you feel that there is a lot to be done there. So what are you, sir, some things which you're working on, Shikha, on, the, on this side, the Posh side and uh, the empowerment side of ladies? So uh, I've been lucky of late, I've become a part of uh, Wiki, which is a Women Indian Confederation uh, uh, in UP. 
and mm -hmm. I'm a state council member and working aggressively on empowering more and more women. So we realize that mostly women don't feel that courage and strength from inside because of lack of education or lack mm -hmm. of financial independence. So okay. that's the area that we're largely focusing on. There mm -hmm. are three pillars we're looking into. One is education. The other is their employability. And third is making them, uh, you know, doubly skilled. So whichever mm -hmm. trainings we can provide to them, we would be more than happy to extend those services. So Wiki is already doing that. And I'm happy that I'm a part of this process and contributing as much as possible. That's fantastic. Uh, one more thing I'm really curious to know about uh, from you, Shikha, that because the place as, as you are and the kind of connects you have on LinkedIn, I see you on LinkedIn every day, you're very active. You must be getting a lot of people to connect to you, a lot of requests for a job, a lot of youngsters, a lot of freshers who are curious to kind of go out in the market. Uh, so what is your take on that? So uh, I'll, I'll try to take that with slight difference, uh, Alok. Mm -hmm. that's, that's one thing that I've noticed over the lockdown. People have become desperate about getting jobs. So mm -hmm. I really would want to send out a message that please find yourself before you find a job. And this COVID era has actually given us a breather, you know, that mm -hmm. break from the rat race to just look back into our life and see where we stand today. Uh, and perhaps answer some very crucial uh, questions. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of us don't realize the kind of broken space we are living in. Mm. You know, there's, there's too much turmoil, there's too much pressure, there's too much stress, relationships are suffering. Depression has, uh, you know, multiplied. That too for children below 14. And my heart wow. breaks when I hear those statistics. I think it's very, very important that people start slowing down. Mm. We really need to take it two, three notches down now and, and realize how to balance life. Uh, you know, give yourself your dues, give your life uh, that, you know, uh, quality time and, you know, take things on a stride. So instead of getting pressurized because of no jobs, mm. I think they really need to invest in themselves and work on self-mastery because those are the skills that are going to help in this hookah environment. The change is inevitable. It's getting worse. It's getting more disruptive. Yes. So the only thing that's helping each one of us, you and I would have also grappled through this uh, lockdown. But I think mm. the thing that has helped me is my own resilience. Right. Yes. My courage to, to not give up and to try as many things as possible and to keep mm. learning in life. Mm. You know, that's kept me going. And my only reason of coming on LinkedIn was to be able to reach out. You know, yes. because I thought it was so important at that time. Uh, I also lost my job. Wow. But I didn't make that a story for myself at all. There is absolutely mm. zilch self-narration on that for myself. I realized it was a pause in my life. And mm -hmm. I had to invest in myself to do the best for people around me. And Wonderful. whatever I have learned, if I can go back and give it to people, why mm. not? That's such a noble uh, thought, uh, Shikha. Uh, in fact, I, I recently did a session with students of a college uh, and uh, I was, there was a Q&A session and a lot of questions coming to me. And I felt in that Q&A session that, you know, there's a lot of anger. I don't know how it was built uh, against the government or the system or something that, you know, we don't know that after our qualification, we'll get a job or not. So I just asked this question, why do you feel entitled to get a job in the first place? What is that? Because you are just graduate or doing some course, you will get a job. What have you done to build that skill? And as you said, self-mastery, I guess we miss that point. We miss that point that it is not that there are not jobs out there. There are jobs for the 
right competent people it is out there but are you fitting that bill i when you are submitting your resume are you good enough to qualify uh, have you seen something like that have you felt that before shikha that this does happen as well it does happen and i think you're right that people need to start investing more in upskilling themselves there's no doubt about it but having said that i want to add one more perspective alo uh, i think it's important we start inculcating entrepreneurial uh, skills also yes. and uh, mm -hmm. in today's time when we are focusing on atmanirbharta mm. uh, there's so much that each qualified individual uh, can do but sadly our education system does not build those kind of uh, you know skill sets and that value system in them right. uh, that's really bad the, remember this education system came when we were still fighting for freedom yeah imperial times i heard that right yeah. that's the crazy thing about made, it was made yeah it was made to employ us it was made mm -hmm. to put us into factories or become clerks in the bank mm -hmm. yes it was not designed to make us entrepreneurs and that's so the sad part of it that's the sad part of it our children will never get that value system and those kind of skills that can take them leaps and bounds beyond what you and i have achieved today there is a child of 18 years who who's a ceo mm -hmm. 14 years who's running a company look at the era that you and i are living in yes and we're still going through the rote learning and the education so i think there is a huge huge requirement to transition this and mm -hmm. also do something on humanistic front i think humanistic education is something that i would strongly endorse uh, yes. you and i as parents have to start at home to begin with mm. so, so true. if we so don't profound. yeah in fact yeah, this is so profound time, yeah please 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 tell. sorry so, so if you're not giving if you're not giving time to children mm. at home we are not realizing what we're missing out on so honestly this time that i've got during lockdown has been mm. a huge reflection time for me i've done a lot of introspection i realized all the facts that you know when you don't have time all your frustration comes out in the child yeah that's the sad part of it you know so yeah. i was going through a lot when i was traveling to gurgaon reaching back at 9:30 mm -hmm. i was feeling uh, bad that i was not able to invest in my daughter mm -hmm. and that would turn into anger very quickly and i would mm -hmm. get angry at her for no fault of her yeah so my That's dad so always true. says this you know it's never about the child it's always about your lack of energy and i totally agree that it's never about the child you and i are not as creative perhaps as parents or we don't have that energy at that time that's when we lose it on our children that's such so, a golden so, piece the part uh, you know we all as parents should really realize this and i'm i'm personally guilty you know my job wanted a lot of travel for last 7 8 years and i i sometimes feel that i miss the childhood of my daughter uh, you know we, we we have good connection but sometimes i just miss that whole part because i was not around now when i am home and i have a small 1 year old boy in the house uh, we really spend so much time i guess a lot of time i get a lot of brilliant ideas to write a post on linkedin from my kids only you know i just get inspired by what, what they are doing so it's such I've a valuable i've seen your posts yeah. <laughs> yeah i've seen those posts and i i always feel that will i be able to do this one day <laughs> you know it's so inspiring yeah you just observe they are always telling you something they're always teaching us all the time and you know you just observe you get lot of insights from the kids so that's like so important and as you said uh, shikha it is so important to 
create that balance and yes uh, this is the time a lot of people have lost their jobs a lot of people are really trying to find out what to do next but i think you know keeping that sanity in place and upgrading ourselves upskilling ourselves is so much important because the market will bounce bounce back there is no other way to do it it would bounce back then what would you do what are you here for second thing i want to catch up is what you spoke about the entrepreneurship i so much relate to this and i so much agree to this that uh, this whole education system is made so you know it was made by the, in those britishers time it was really meant and it's not india global education system was made in the industrial revolution time it was meant to get great employees because the industries and the ownership was with selected few and they never shared those secrets and that's why when we get into business we struggle so much not only that look at the mindset shikha when you are doing your school remember in our our times uh, my maybe in 80s and 90s the first thing every uncle and auntie will ask you that have you got a job are you getting a job mm-hmm. are you in job if you say no i'm doing my business <laughs> business really this was like this uh-huh. even today even today and i'm I, i'm 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 taking this day to say this even today if you tell lot of your friends that you know i am not in a job and i'm doing something of your own you would not get a very positive reaction from many people so that's the mindset we are into i really want to share this with you because uh, yeah. honestly when i uh, lost my job that was the first thing i had to overcome uh, to tell people that i'm not working with a company and it was a it was not something easy it took its mm-hmm. own time and yep. and eventually i realized that i had to go back saying you know i'm doing my thing mm-hmm. and then i started calling myself a passion preneur because wow. i'm doing everything that i love doing Mm. and honestly even if i'm not monetizing it right now i'm so happy doing it and yeah. i'm creating value for maybe one person and i i'm good with that i think there's a stage in life alok where you start realizing uh, money is not the only objective why you survive you want to do more you want to create meaning you want to create a uh, purpose for your own self so the one thing that has always driven me uh, alok is uh, i wanted to spread hope health and happiness and that's been my pivot all throughout so whatever i do i do it from my heart being an lnd person or no d person or a passion preneur today i think mm-hmm. i'm just chasing my dreams and i have saw khwaisha uh, there's this song from the movie uh, hindi medium and it mm-hmm. says ek zindagi meri saw khwaisha ek ek main puri kara and that is wow. something that i honestly believe in and i'm working on that <laughs> wow this is so so beautiful such a noble cause which you are uh, on which you are right now shikha so uh, and you know we all understand that the power of learning is so important for all of us we all are a lifelong learner so if i may ask what are you learning now and what is your take on learning shikha a lot of things i have learned uh, honestly uh, initially i think i was because i have always been passionate i've been very attached to my work extremely mm. attached to my work and i've always looked for validation too uh, you know i i would wait for appreciation i would uh, want some acknowledgement to happen because i've not i know that i've done a fantastic job and this is really early in my career i'm talking about so i realized over the years that it's not important to get validation as much as it is to do a good job from your side so mm. i learned how to detach myself to some extent and i think that was uh, more to do with my evolution and maturity as well Mm-hmm. i also learned uh, to to let go you know if there are things that are not working out because i think i've been a perfectionist i've mm-hmm. always wanted to think you know put things together in the best possible way uh, apparently there's this extremely creative side to me 
uh, very passionate and a go-getter. And there's this mm. other end where I'm extremely process-centric and very high on quality focus too. Mm. So getting these two ends meet uh, sometimes is a Herculean task, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if you're doing something fairly new for the company. Mm-hmm. So I realized I had to let go somewhere and imperfection is okay with a lot of people and, and they don't even see what you're seeing perhaps. So that's another learning uh, for me, for sure. I uh, also realized in the process, there were people who would say things that would be harsh on you. Hmm. And it's, it's very difficult for you to accept uh, their, you know, constant nagging or politics and stuff like that. So I realized I had to be focused uh, mm-hmm. on what I wanted to achieve in my learnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so forgiving, forgetting, letting go, uh, not taking things too personally, uh, channelizing criticism more positively. These are some of the things that I've really learned and groomed myself to handle, uh, wow. I think, over the years. And, and today, uh, my only commitment and learning is to unlearn, relearn and give back. <laughs> So, yeah, yes. what I'm doing. I guess constantly. that's the mantra. Unlearn, relearn and give back. That's a great combination. Uh, really works well. So, Shikha, we have come towards the end of uh, the show. And I would really want you to give some message to the young generation, the generation of now, uh, that what should they focus on? What should they do? So, two things, really. One is the fact that uh, there needs to be a lot of self-love and compassion. I think that's mm-hmm. really missing. Uh, we're too harsh and uh, critical of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that favorite line from Jabbi Met Me Kutki favorite one. This is something I want everybody to believe in and yeah. actually imbibe it uh, right through their souls. Uh, and the second most important thing is uh, to have discipline in life. I think I've learned a lot of things work out beautifully for you when you're disciplined, and that's like a bridge to success. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no other shortcut. So every single day, if you're making tenacious effort, you will and you are bound to get success for yourself. And that's something I've experienced through my LinkedIn experiment. Honestly, I started doing my post daily. And mm-hmm. now I realize that it's, it's making a difference in at least that one person's life who will just reach out to me, ma'am, I didn't see your post today. Uh, and I feel so overwhelmed that, you know, at least my efforts uh, are meaningful for someone out there. Uh, mm-hmm. And that keeps me going, you know, that keeps me on my toes and I keep learning every single day. So I think discipline is like the backbone for our uh, entire life. And that's something that our youth must, must imbibe. Mm-hmm. I think uh, discipline is like water and that's what sprouts success for you. Uh, if you do it every single day, you're sowing the right seeds in your life. Uh, wow. I've seen that worked wonders for me. I guess it's a, it's a very, very important part. I did my whole episode, uh, last episode on self-love and you guys should watch that as well if you missed it. Uh, self-love can actually save your life and discipline can take you to places which you have not even thought of. Now, the word is simple. The word is well known. You have been listening to this from right from the beginning of your time. But are you really disciplined? That's the question you have to ask. I guess that's great learning with you, Shikha. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was amazing to have you on the show. But before we end today, let me ask you, what has been that one song that has given you energy throughout your life? Can you sing it for us? Okay, I'll try. Uh, there's this uh, song from a serial called Uran. Mm-hmm. And the, there's only one line that I remember, so I'll just sing it for you. Please. <laughs>
Wow, let me clap for that. That is beautiful. Such so strong. It is powerful. Thank you. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Shikha, for joining us today. You have you are a rock star and you give energy to so many people in the world. Keep doing that. Keep rocking. Keep shining. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alok. It was wonderful being in the discussion with you. Thank Thanks you. A lot. So guys, this was Shikha Verma, and I really love that attitude, which said that I am my favorite. I guess this is the mindset which is so much needed today. We all need to love ourselves, and that's what self-love is all about. True love to yourself, and uh, so much to learn from this episode today. So much to learn from Shikha, how she has really taken her persistence, her perseverance, her grit. to become what she has become she's helping organizations with growth with counseling and coaching she has taken the agenda of posh and these are the things which are so close to her heart guys do follow shikha her social handles are given in the description below we'll come again next week with one more transformer with their own story see you next week till then goodbye